Freedom to fly? Another way of saying freedom to run. And so it goes with the crew of the experimental starship Void Jammer. And the clock never stops ticking. Unpaid bills, old enemies, and a rifle crew nip at their heels as they strike out for the Beskari. Friday, Saren, Relora, and Ballad know that when work comes calling, you grit your teeth and bear it. Sometimes simple folk don't live simple lives, and these former cargo haulers turned merchant smugglers will discover just how complicated their future stands to be as they enter a dangerous game. No rules, no time, no guarantee of safety. Just another day on the job, far beyond the stars. Just your camera moved and there was like I was like looking away for a second. So all I saw was like some creature on the wall. I don't know if it's a creature, <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> oh, it was a mask. Yeah, those are great masks. It looked oh, like that's a mask. It looked like some sort of um oh gosh, now I'm I can't think of the word. Anthropod? Anyway, it looked like a shelled crustacean type pincer monster just for like a second, I was like, oh, oh my god, is that in my I mind? I can absolutely see that from a certain angle. Because <laughs> it was just like a, it was already a quick motion blur from the camera, and I also just turned and caught the butt end of it. It's like, oh no, Jess, watch out! You're like, you're, oh no, Jess like, would have those as familiars. <laughs> I, I thought it just was a finally lizard. transformed. Yeah. <laughs> just f- f- finished their final transformation. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we've been doing this for one year. Thank you all for sticking in the, for sticking in here. We've known Heidi. Well, we've known Heidi for longer, but we've been gaming with Heidi for one year. <laughs> yeah. What an honor. Aw, it is an honor to know you. That's just true. We're all very honored by your presence. Thank you, Heidi, for being here. I am honored to be part of this podcast. This group is fantastic. And I I just I love the dynamics here. So we heart Thank you. you. And indeed, it is an honor to play with all of you. Thank you for letting me GM you for a whole year and putting up with my absolute bullshit. Uh, I think that's the other way around. (laughs) I mean, we're the ones that have, I mean, we've been playing this game for a year and we've had maybe two battles out of probably five possible battles because we We've screwballed antic. No, you're right. I have been putting up with your bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't been letting me try to kill you nearly as often as this AP says that I should be allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been been so amazing. It's been a real treat, to be honest. Uh, uh, The four of you are so surprising and have the most adorable characters. And I have loved the way that you have interacted through the story. So uh, we'll do it another year. I guess we'll keep it, we'll keep it going. <laughs> All right. We'll give it <laughs> a try anyway. Though. Just one more. Just one more. <laughs> we'll give it, we'll give it one more and see if we can really make this thing work. Uh, Don't I mean, next year we can decide if we want to keep going, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can always stop. <laughs> we can yeah. do the dread prior, prior uh, pirates, Roberts uh, kind of way of doing it. Go. Oh, we'll exactly. Deal with you. You know, I'll probably kill you in the morning. I'll probably, probably, I'll probably, I'll probably, I'll probably turn this year. podcast off next year. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, one year down, one book down, and uh, you are on. You are still very much in the first part of book two, which I think is exciting stuff. I am loving Yay. book two so far. I'm excited mm-hmm. about whatever this uh, this elemental creature is. Yeah, it only gets zanier from here. So yeah, speaking of this elemental creature, you came to Absalom Station after stealing the Oliphant. You decided to rename the Oliphant the Void Jammer, which is an incredible starship name. You were able to change the registration so that you won't be easily tracked. And from the outside, your ship just looks like every other Edgecorp Hammerhead, I believe, is the class. So good, good job. No one will really be onto you as far as you know, at this point, you were able to land with no incident on Absalom Station or dock at Absalom Station. Rather, that's more appropriate spacey word. So you're able to hook up with Tarika, who amazingly had actually managed to find a job for you. It's not fabulously legal, but it is potentially extremely lucrative. There was a cruise liner that Uh, met some trouble out in the void, got pulled into Absalom Station by an undead crew, and the corpses were sold to a buyer named Riche, who you have arranged to meet up with at some point in the future to collect uh, a shipment of necrographs from her. And there's a buyer out in the Viscarium who's looking to buy those. Trouble is... uh, Tarika was not able to get you the job without you being able to speak to Riche first. You would don't know for sure that you are not the only crew gunning for this job at the moment. It's very much a race against time to see who can secure the order and get it out to the Vescarium before anybody else. So you're racing the clock a little bit. And you did manage to hear that one of the things on the cruise liner is a drift engine with a signal booster, which you could use, you could retrofit the Void Jammer's engine to include the signal booster and dramatically reduce the time it would take to get out to the Viscarium. It had unfortunately been carried off by goblins, though. So you decided to attack that part of the problem first, not securing the order first, which, you know, was a choice. But you decided to go for that quick drift engine because you'll need it regardless at some point uh, during your time being independent cargo haulers on a stolen starship. You headed into the spike of Absalom Station to a garbage dump area known as the Heap, which was indeed a heap of starship garbage, and encountered a couple of adorable little goblins who were arguing over uh, what to do about the fact that their brother had been actually caught in the drift engine that you all are here to secure. Their brother was attempting to repair it and the drift engine malfunctioned because, you know, it is still active and connected to the drift and it tore a rift into a different plane of existence. And out of that rift came the lightning elemental that is presently staring Friday down. And I believe I had you all roll for initiative last time. So, We have Miss Fanny starting. Well, I guess not Miss Fanny. I guess uh, you're Esk currently. We have Esk starting us out at the top of the order. Our beautiful sharing companion. That's right. Uh, Let's see here. 
Esk is going to make a beeline for Ballad <laughs> on your six and reach around with one of their arms to tap your weapon and a series of kind of glowing circuitry starts glowing on their hand brightly and it continues into the weapon so the weapon has this kind of network of little glowing glowing circuitry and now that weapon is supercharged it's supercharged so you get to do another four die or add a four die six when you start doing your thing awesome yeah, it looked like you needed a little juice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just a little. <laughs> always, always for me. I hate that you could do that now. <laughs> I really don't love that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. It seems unfair. <laughs> it seems unfair. You all are already so efficient at killing the stuff. Uh, uh, throw at you. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that'll, that'll do it for Esk's turn. Great. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Juice! (laughs) Okay, uh, that means that Ballad now gets to turn right around and use that overcharged weapon. (laughs) Is that what you would like to do, Ballad? Oh, yeah. She definitely turns right around and charges into battle, um, doing her cool kung fu moves, and is going to try and whip upwards vertically up at the elemental. Um, I got an 18 on the die, so a 24 to hit. Uh, that will certainly do it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I was like, shit, I hope it does it. Cause <laughs> like, I, roll! Yeah, yeah, I'm going to no, have to roll uh, so well. <laughs> you absolutely hit. Okay, so 28 points of damage with the overcharge. <laughs> what kind um, of damage? It is slashing, and one of those was corrosion damage. Ooh, interesting. Okay, yeah, as your whip slices up, it's to just kind of describe the lightning elemental again for for y'all. It's it's a it's a giant, it's a very tall being uh with a bare chest, definitely has those Adonis uh <laughs> hip bone type things, uh, and then a long skirt of darkness, shadow and lightning and a smooth face. So your whip cuts right up through this creature's bare torso and as you see a big rift just appear in its chest and lightning oh no. crack lightning and darkness swirl within it as well but the Whoa. rift appears to be staying in place what its face was originally sort of staring off not quite at any of you but you've got its attention now and its face slowly it's Featureless, flat face oh, hell no. turns slowly to stare down at you. Ugh, that's creepy. Ballad is putting on a brave face, but secretly she's a little bit like, huh, you know, electricity <laughs> and my circuitry. I don't know. <laughs> Might be bad. <laughs> that's so unnerving. Slowly, one of its large blue hands reaches out and aims to just touch you lightly right in the center of your chest. I have a reaction I'd like to use. Ooh, okay. 
You can react. Friday, he reaches his hand out and you see him like trying to tap into the realities. And into his hand shows basically a lightning rod pulling the electricity away from Valid. And what I'm using is dampen spell. And at first level, I have the option of contracting the spell, which has its range. Uh, exclude, which means that I can exclude one target of my choice, or miss target to make the spell go off. Uh, at well, let's see if let's see if he even hits first because I haven't even rolled for it. Oh, good. A twenty-two against your EAC. Ooh. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so I roll a D twenty plus my spell level, which is or my caster level, which is now three. So, and then I have to, and you have to beat that with 11 plus. Nice. Uh, and there is no okay. sa- no saving throw either. What's uh, the effect? Thank you, Captain. He uses the wand to basically misdirect the electricity into the ground, and it just basically dismisses itself. Oh my god, I hate you so much. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you, I needed that. I love galactic <laughs> magic. I hate you a lot. I don't love galactic magic. I think galactic magic's a dumb book, and I should have banned you all from taking any spells from it. <laughs> you can. That's just a reaction spell. That's that not actually so... his turn. How many times a day can you do that? As many times only... as I cast level one. Alrighty. I'm so glad I took that spell. I'm not. I hate it a lot. <laughs> I needed that. Thank you. That is so dumb of you. <laughs> okay. Uh, can't do. Can't. Uh, it's it's attack against Ballad has been thwarted. She has done uh, damage to it. So with sort of a crackle, it's going to waft away from Ballad and start bearing down towards Friday instead. Uh-uh. I wonder why. It's almost like it's mad at me. It's almost why like would it be angry rock. with you? <laughs> so this giant crackly lightning creature is now looming taller than you over you. All right. And that's the end of its turn. And now you get to take your actual turn. I hate that so much. Friday is going to take a five foot step back <laughs> and uh, gets a smile oh. on his face and he goes, you Roll know me what? a reflex I, save. I rolled a 15. That's a failure. <gasps> oh, so what no. happens to a good old Friday? Friendo. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, a vortex of flying shrapnel and lightning. Oh, I feel like this is karma. From a, oh, <laughs> It's delicious. As the air behind the drift engine ripples, and then with a violent burst, reality rips open. And shrapnel and lightning come flying out of the rift to uh, attack Friday. Okay. How much damage do I take? Six points of damage. Ow, that's a third of my hit points. Uh, <laughs> well, Friday, Friday is like, oh, that, that really sucks. And he's like kind of buffering, like his leather jacket is buffering as it continues to fly. And he goes, well, you know what they say, junk in, junk out. And he holds his hand back. And as he casts <laughs> junk shard and what happens is, oh, his hand opens up into a 
vortex of its own and sucks in all the shrapnel and he puts his other hand out as another vortex opens and he fires the shrapnel at the creature. Ooh. Uh, so that would be, I need a reflex save. Junk or, okay. Fight. So roll me that <laughs> reflex save. Why are you guys <laughs> never... <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do with all that junk all that junk in that I was thinking something so much worse anyway <laughs> oh boy okay that's gonna be a 11 on that reflex save which uh, not good enough okay. not good enough yep that is 12 points damage directed at the- boo looks like you have the more powerful junk dislike <laughs> Friday's junk is much stronger. <laughs> I love messing with reality. What can I say? I uh, don't like it as much um, when you do that. But that was a very cool line. I think that line was actually so excellent that I'm going to give you a hero point for that Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I don't know why junk in, junk out makes me laugh so much right after you got hit with it yourself, but I think that that was kind of a brilliant move and I like it a lot. So take <laughs> take a hero point. Okay, is that going to be the end of Friday's turn? Uh, we're moving on to Saren. Saren Caceres, what you got? Um, so Saren is going to look at this energy creature and... Um, and did you say it was a mysticism check to know what it was, or um, are there? May I make a check to recall knowledge on it? Uh, yeah, go ahead and make me a mysticism check. Okay, well, if it's mysticism, I I can't make that check. Um, so I, you know, I will say you can also potentially make me a computer's check. I will let you make a computer's check as well. Okay. If I can make a computer's check, I will do that with my plus 11. Um, I rolled a 13 for 24 total. 24 total. So you don't know. It's not It's not so much that you know a hell of a whole lot about the rift in reality that opens. But you do notice that Goog had exposed a computer panel. Uh, on the backside of the drift engine itself. And you do think that if you can get to it, you might be able to shut this thing down. Just on the side where presumably Goog caused this problem. And you uh, you can surmise that you might be able to fix it from there. Okay. And just shut the engine down completely. Because part because part of the problem is that the drift engine is on. If you all handle this this guy, I think I should be able to shut this down, uh, Saren says before uh, darting to the computer panel. Um, do I need to make a check to oh, get that far? You absolutely <laughs> need to make me a reflex save, my friend. Okay. Um, be careful, Saren. All right. My reflex is so good. Friday, you will also need to make me a reflex save. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a hero point. Oh, hero point time! A hero okay. point to roll twice. So, nice. uh, first roll is a twenty-one. Uh, second roll is a six. So, hope a twenty-one does it. <laughs> the twenty-one definitely does it. Dustin, how did Friday do? 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, I rolled a 16 this time. I think I rolled 15 last time. So. Okay. You, that will do it. So you're each going to take six points of damage. Oh my God. Uh, as, as Saren charges towards the drift engine, that rip in reality once again just crashes open and shrapnel and lightning once again cycle out of it and strike both of you. But this time Friday is able to wiggle out of the way so that it doesn't really catch him right in the chest where the largest hunk of it was aiming. And Saren, you just get a bunch of micro abrasions all over your crystals. Oof. And then the drift uh, rift once again just closes and you see nothing. You perceive nothing. It all looks perfectly normal once again. Oh, oh, ah. Saren, Saren, like, (laughs) does your best to, like, spin and twist and dodge through as much of the junk. Uh, But as you said, (laughs) is still getting buffeted by a a fair number of, like, the particles. Um, Gets to the computer panel. Do I still have an action left? Or is the recall knowledge in action? I'm going to say you're out of actions. Cool. Perceiving what you might be able to do about it and doing your full move. That's going to be it for you on this one, I think. Cool. Yeah, I'm down for that. So so that means you are still listed as Fantuesca in my turn order because that's the one I copied over. It was from your fight with Monitor 77B. But Esk, you're up. Oh, You have seen there are rifts in reality opening and closing, firing all sorts of, of junk and lightning at your friends. There is a, an actual being made of lightning shadow and the darkness between stars that is attacking Ballad and Friday. What are you going to do? Wow, they really wish that they had a moment to really soak it all in. As a technomancer, this is incredibly fascinating. The mysteries (laughs) of the the in-between. It's just... But they can't have their nerd moment, or if it is, it's like super short-lived. Like, wow, just and then out of mind because the you know their folks are in danger. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta protect the little babies, the little, the little goslings. <laughs> so, okay, um, everybody's about a little far for them. They're already fa- they have a fatigue condition, so they're already knowing they're not gonna. The, the climb or the dodging the shards is going to be very challenging for them. So they're going to reach out with the other arm, have their semi-automatic pistol, and just old-fashioned gun time. <laughs> nice. Okay, that is a 19. Uh, yeah, yeah, that absolutely will hit this very tall, shirtless lightning being. Sorry, dearie. They still got echoes of Miss Fanny. The, they haven't tra- they haven't um, done the whole um, persona transition yet. So that's the a eight eight points of damage of piercing damage. Five two. Okay. Yeah, five and two on the dice. Uh, okay, yeah. Just these holes begin to appear in its torso. Uh, that once again you just see darkness and lightning within the hole. Some of them manage to close, but uh, you are beginning to see it just sort Ooh. of gaping holes in it, and you can actually see some of the junk 
behind it through the slash oh. that Valid made, as well as the own holes that you've been poking in it. All right. Well, I'll shout out to Saren. Jiri, we'll buy you as much time as we can. Oh, and with that, end turn. Incredible. Amazing. And we're going to get back on it with Ballad. Ballad, what you gonna do? Well, I've said before, she's always kind of moving while she's using her uh, chain whip. So she's going to do basically a five foot jump. But it's, it, that's just flavor. It's a five foot step. But where, I get it. <laughs> if you've ever seen I will make I you know. roll acrobatics. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, um, I don't know. I, maybe I watch too much kung fu stuff, but where they do one of those jumps where their body is kind of lateral to the ground for most of it. And she's like twirling her chain whip under her as she's doing that, sort of like a propeller. And that's going to be her attack as she's, you know, moving as well. Um, I got a 20, not a natural 20, but a 20 total to hit. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. That certainly hits. Dirty 20, 10 points of damage. Nice, nice, nice. And then three corrosion, sorry. So 13 total. 13 total? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why it's not rolling that. That's very weird. Okay. Yeah, you strike it once again pretty hard and... It's, it recoils back a little bit. It's confused. It's It seems <laughs> to be getting hit from practically every angle, and it's just beginning to sort of turn that featureless face in mild confusion to each of you, wondering, oh. uh, wondering who is the biggest threat to it? Who should it attack? And uh, it eventually does settle on Ballad, as Ballad is closest. So... Right <laughs> Once again, and I know Dustin, what you're going to do, you bastard. I, 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 well, it depends. I, I don't. I only have so many spells, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the creature once again quickly just jams a hand out towards you, reaching for, uh, reaching for your shoulder this time. You can see that there is electricity, a surge of lightning gathering in the palm of its hand. Uh, I assume a 21 will do it on your easy. Of course. It will not. So Friday is going to use his reaction again. I rolled lower this time, so you might actually beat it. So nine plus my spell level is... So 11, you basically have to be 11. So you're probably going to... I rolled a 12... (laughs) Oh man! I rolled a twelve. Oh, oh. Like hair, <laughs> like a little hair. Oh, beat you by a hair. I'm so delighted because <laughs> you can't win them all. You can't win them all. That is such an annoying spell, though. I'm happy for you that you have it, and also I'm really glad that it is possible for you to roll low. I, I like it because it's basically <laughs> like counter spell. It's, it's yeah. Well, it's better than counter spell. I think it works more reliably. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Excellent for me. Hooray. Oh, joy. Because so Friday, you reach out with your magic once again. Uh, but this time, the ballads, ballads in between you and this creature, you've all, you've been hit by shrapnel. Your mind is a little bit on wondering when that's going to happen again. 
and you're just you're just not quite able to bring the same level of focus to it as you were that first time. So you unfortunately do watch as this thing clasps Ballad on the shoulder and sends a pulse of electricity through their body. And a Ballad, you are going to take oh my. Oh no. That already that doesn't sound good. You're going to take 15 points of damage. Ouchie. Oh, mercy. If you had a conventional skeleton, it would be lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That feels weird. You see all of her circuits, like, lighting up under her skin. Cause, and normally you can't see them very well. She, they're pretty dim, but they are just, like, flaring off. You can see her whole skeleton for a second. <laughs> It's also, while it's clasping your hand, it is going to lightly just push you backwards, which you can make like a contested strength roll. I am pretty strong. Is it just a flat roll? Just just make me a flat strength roll. Okay, I got 20 total. 30-20 again. Okay, yeah, you beat me. It does not succeed. <laughs> I am strong. <laughs> it attempts to push you back, and I think that you're, you are, even despite the fact that you are essentially sizzling, uh, you are able to keep your feet. It helps that Friday is right behind you. Maybe that's a kind of like a bolstering effect because you are standing very close to each other. And oh, yeah. that's going to be the end of the lightning critters turn. And we're moving on to Friday, Francisco, what you going to do cowboy. You see Friday has on his wrist, uh, a bracelet with these little gems and he just takes one. And he kind of points out like a, he points his tin gun at the at the lightning guy, and at the same time he presses one of those and crushes it, and out shoots some magic missiles out of the tip of his tin gun uh, as he is using one of his spell gems. Uh, and that is three missiles. That is nine points of damage. Pew pew pew. Pew pew pew. All right. Yeah, this thing is beginning to bzz, 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 sort of in and out of reality of. It, uh, it, it seems to be beginning to have difficulty maintaining its, its presence here. It still comes back into solidity after a little while, but you are beginning, you, you do get the sense you are beginning to wear it down. Friday, back up. And you, I think you'll notice that the reason she's saying that is she's starting to glow. And there, it's like that kind of glowing where it's like, mm, 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 <laughs> around her body. She's like, Friday, back it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move f- five feet to the left then. That's uh, fine. Mm, you might want to go further. <laughs> uh, ten feet to the left. <laughs> and that will end his turn. Smart, Friday. Real smart. <laughs> uh, Saren, it is your turn. What are you doing? Um, so I'm going to take a look at this computer panel and uh, figure out what the hell I need to do to to shut off the drift engine. Um, do I make a further computers check or a engineering check? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and have you make me another computers check. Okay. Uh, computers. Or engineering, actually. Both, both are, I've I've decided both are possible. It's, it's up (laughs) to you. Would this, uh, would this activate my, uh, vaster ability that gives me a minus five to the DC for fixing things that are difficult tech or like weird tech, homegrown tech? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since goblins have been tinkering with this thing. It's, 
is messy. But you've seen, <laughs> you've seen, you have seen stuff like this before. I will let you use your master. Cool. Um, in that case, so uh, ooh, thirteen on the die for a twenty-four total on the engineering. Um, as nice. I. I guess my move action wow, would have been. You didn't to... even need your faster thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pull out my tools and I'm working on it, right? <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Okay, uh, you you're tinkering with it. You're looking at it. You're trying to figure out what the heck Goog even did to this. <laughs> it's honestly, you still don't know, but you are able to use a good old fashioned engineering uh, solution to any problem, which is. How about I just turn it off? Hey. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I found the off switch. Is the machine malfunctioning? <laughs> you should turn that off. Uh, so you are able to, because the, the problem is, is that it had been running on the emergency power supply, uh, which is not, which when Goog went to try to turn it off before, it then went to its backup power supply, which you are able to access with a 24 for sure. And so you're able to disconnect it. The drift engine begins to make that whirring noise of a giant machine that is beginning to cycle down and you have successfully disabled it. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to do with your turn? Um, I would say that the other half, like the only other thing I would have done would have been a move action to draw my tools so that I could actually maybe work on it. So, okay. Yeah, that's my turn. All right. Cool. That's going to do it for Saren. We're back to the top of the order. Uh, Esk, you also would have noticed that the, because the the drift engine had been sparking a little bit, there had been a distinct glow within the engine itself that you would have noticed, and it is beginning to. Uh, get dimmer, calm down. Right. Uh, you now realize that the only thing you have left to deal with is this being of shadow and lightning. Saren, you are a true gem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you, Esk. <laughs> um, and with that, also, we'll look at the captains like, this is the advantage of taking it along an Astrozoan and with that stretches as a move action stretches out 10 feet their arms just keep stretching keep stretching keep stretching until they're able to touch Ballad's weapon you said keep your distance right (laughs) 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 too many cooks in the kitchen I get it I think even as you, once you get, you, like, as soon as your arms are close and you feel around Ballot, there's, like, solar flames licking around her, starting to lick around her body. So she's like, yep, <gasps> be careful. Oh, goodness. Yes. All right. I'm going to um, supercharge, supercharge you with another awesome. casting. Hoo, 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 hoo. And then hoo, 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 have the arms just above me, all, like, <laughs> looking all weird. Oh God! <laughs> I, I think I'm having a flashback with Ed, Edward from uh, Cowboy Bebop with his arm, when the arms are in the air doing the wavy. Thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. All, it's uh-huh. all just to get him out of the way. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, is oh, that going to be the end? That'll be yeah. That that's my move action to stretch and to cast. what a move yeah. action! What Ooh. an action! I've been holding on to that bad boy. So, um, <laughs> I'm, during character creation. <laughs> Abby let me get two 
kind of racial abilities from other races from like a practice form and that was one of them that I selected was like oh I want stretchy arms heck that yeah. was a good choice <laughs> we both have stretchy arms now stretchy yeah. arms <laughs> the mechanics work the same so I could use it to pull myself up like Luffy yep. style um, but oh, okay yeah. that's whew, that was a fun turn for me. We've got Inspector Gadget uh, stretchy <laughs> arms, and we have Elastigirl stretchy arms, and I'm woo-woo. excited. <laughs> Elastigirl. And then we have okay. a cowboy who can breathe fire. Yep. <laughs> oh, you do the fire breathing. That's right. Saren needs something. Saren You've got to get some augmentations. You have a crystal Saren can lance. do a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> G uh, does that cool lightning disc thing, or singing disc, and then the lightning spear. And she's made of rock. Saren has I know a what augmentation I'm on. getting for Saren, though. Like, oh, uh, I can't wait to find out what it is. <laughs> next time we have credits. <laughs> yes. I'm looking forward to your body mods. Yes. Okay, Ballad. Uh, what have you been so ominously telling people to get back for? Ballad is like, you're still not far back enough. She like closes her eyes and puts her fingers in front of her lips. And then an explosion of fire uh, surrounds her entirely in a 10 foot radius. And this thing is going to take 20 points of solar fire damage. Oh my Lord. (laughs) It just does. There is no save. It just happens. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, there is a save. Reflex. Reflex for half. So please make me a reflex. Excellent. I'm so glad. <laughs> it's not a PC either, so you'll probably make it. But you will at least take 10. I was like, no, save. <laughs> well, this is a 15. Does a 15 Damn save? It. it does. My saves are shit. That's why Solarian's kind of stuck yes! in early levels. <laughs> um, but yeah, you still take 10 points of fire damage. And yep. if it doesn't die, I'm going to use my hero point to attack because Miss Fanny gave me that overcharge and I'm feeling groovy right now. Okay, go for it. Uh, Yeah, because it did did not die, but the edges of it are beginning to fray. That long black shadowy skirt is just beginning to disappear. Uh, it's, It's lightning seems weaker a little more like static a little a little less powerful and frightening and awe-inspiring so (laughs) yeah as the fire dissipates ballad is just like basically just leaping forward with her chain whip like coming out of the flames like scar when he jumps out (laughs) in the light oh yes (laughs) and she she does a huge slash down its front i definitely hit with a 24 um, and it's going to take 17 points of damage. Nice. You nice. didn't need all, you didn't need those points, but, uh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even oh do boy. the Miss points, actually. <laughs> Just, if you want to add them for fun, please, like, go for it, but you got it. <laughs> um, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, uh, 25 total. Thank you, Miss Or esque. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Okay. So as your whip once again slices into this creature, the fraying from the bottom just uh, rapidly consumes its entire body. And the last thing that you see is its featureless face pointing upwards towards the sky. And then that too is gone. Oh, wow. Whew. 
sent that thing back where it came from. Get or that thing so back where me. it came from, or so help me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or so help me. This should be the name of the episode. So help me. Is that so the help me. Yeah, get that thing back where it came from. <laughs> Perfect. That's an excellent episode title. <laughs> now that the thing has disappeared and the engine is off. Uh, you there's a rattling sarin from a panel right next to you that gets kicked off and this little space goblin comes tumbling out of it he is covered in just essentially just soot he looks singed from top to bottom but otherwise relatively okay and he seizes the hem of sarin's clothes and just goes thank you thank you thank you thank you Oh my god. Oh, is it dead? Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you do, <sighs> dummy? <laughs> uh, I was trying to fix it. Well, Saren took care of it, so seems like mm. <laughs> <laughs> you were not qualified. Uh, valid. Valid, please. Be okay, nice. Okay, rude. Um <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to turn it off if I didn't have the three of you taking care of the lightning elemental. Um, that thing looked nasty. So I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you, Goog, for not not being able to take care of it with that thing I, around. I Thank you. I feel appreciated. Yeah, no, because I'm not crazy. Uh, I was right to hide. So no thank you. No one was gaslighting For you, acknowledging okay? that. <laughs> he glares at you. <laughs> I wasn't gaslighting you. I was saying you're incompetent, which is true. <laughs> no, no, he's not incompetent. He's ingobletent. Ah, <laughs> oh, good one, Saren. <laughs> nice. Flea Grieb and Rattlesnarp have run up to you at this point. Those are the other two goblins uh, that you were be- talking to earlier. They run up to Goog and Flea Grieb grabs him uh, close and squeezes him and is like, oh my God, I knew you would survive. I believed in it the entire time. <laughs> wow, two-faced. Rattlesnarp. Rattlesnarp says like, like, yeah, we went and got help. Mm. So we helped rescue you too, if you think about it. I'm going to just raise my eyebrow. Speaking of rescuing Goog, uh, we'd like to rescue you of this uh, malfunctioning drift engine. Um, oh, yeah? How much you buy? How much you pay for? Oh, I think we're paying with your lives. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely not. We salvaged it. We got it. It was your own do gooden that made you jump in and do that. Uh-uh-uh, I came here for this, not to do good. Y'all could have died if I wanted to let you die. You know what? <laughs> and Ballad starts <laughs> bringing out her whip again. <laughs> well, I, how about this? Uh, I'm sure Saren would like some assistance on our ship. Maybe you guys can be uh, part of our crew as as deckhands in, for exchange. Uh, it's a pretty so neat little ship. What do you think, Saren? <laughs> Um, sure. I do love goblins. I think you you all would make an excellent uh, addition to the crew. Don't you, Captain? I agree. And I'm going to roll a diplomacy check just to see how hey, well I convince them. Go for them. it. Well, <laughs> while this is going on, Relora-esque is going to get out their chemalizer and is going to scan the area because they want to collect data to 
to um, to work on it later. I rolled a twenty six uh, physical sciences to just basically scan it with my tricorder. Okay, to scan to scan the the drift engine with your tricorder or the the phenomenon Sorry. with the where the uh, where, where the was. lightning elemental mm-hmm. was. Okay, on the ground where the lightning elemental disappeared from the last place that Ballad hit it so hard with her chain whip that it just (laughs) disintegrated from the material plane. You do find two transparent Mark one elemental gems. Oh, lying on the ground. As you turn these gems over and over in your hands, you sense the energies within them and know that there are two air elementals trapped within that you could potentially use these gems to summon them into existence to fight for you. I'll put them in my pack for now, but um, I'll share with the crew. But so I'll be I'll be doing the scans while everybody's being social. Okay. I I rolled a nineteen, and uh, my diplomacy is now plus eleven at level three. So that is a thirty <laughs> diplomacy. Yes. Good. Yes. Yes. Crazy. Yes. Your offer has fallen on deaf ears for two of them. Uh, Flea Grieve and Rattlesnarp are still bickering back and forth uh, about what should be done with their fabulous uh, prize. Uh, they want to, uh, Flea Grieve is saying something about like, okay, so hear me out. If we take the shell and we do a little tinkering, we can build a super weapon and take revenge on other inhabitants of the heap. You know that those good for nothing other space goblins are going to be lurking and they're going to be wanting our stuff and we can finally get our vengeance. And Rattlesnarp is uh, much more interested in something less violent. He would prefer to use the drift engine to make a pair of time traveling pants. He's pretty sure that's possible. <laughs> but with your your offer, uh, Goog isn't paying attention at all to his two bickering siblings. He's staring. He's staring at you, and casting his eyes about all of these heaps of garbage and his sister's proclamations of yet another vengeance feud with other space goblins who are just trying to scrape by. And he rounds on them and tells them, stop it. Every waking minute, you squabble and nitpick. And what does it get us? Extra crispy and half dead. Well, it's time for the head of the family to take charge, just like mom always wanted. And I say there's no point in selling that engine because you two will just waste the credits on terrible inventions that have no chance of ever getting us off this crummy station. Shots fired. He, <laughs> <laughs> he turns back to Friday and and gives him a, a little, a sharp, very officious nod for such a tiny person. There's nothing here for us anymore. So I say, well, we're going to take you up on your offer. We will go with you wherever oh. you're going. Just let us see the stars aboard your ship, hop to a planet or two, and if you like us, we'll stay on as crew, or uh, you can drop us off and we'll get a fresh start somewhere else. So Friday originally was doing this just because goblins entertained the living crap out of him, uh, <gasps> uh-huh. and stuff. but him them saying wanting to go see the stars is literally one of his like like focal points as a bean so he he has they have won his heart from that comment um <laughs> it would be a privilege to have fine goblins like you on our ship helping helping Saren out 
but I got to get Saren. Saren's okay because Saren's in charge of the way the ship runs. Are you okay with this, Saren? <clears throat> Goog flips back around and stares up at you and like, you can have the drift engine if you take us. So um, I think that there will be a couple, uh, a couple rules for you all joining our crew. I am the chief engineer. Uh, you will make, <laughs> uh, you will learn to make fixes to the ship in accordance with what I tell you to do and the systems I, I teach you. Anything that you want to build for yourselves, you are welcome to build as long as it doesn't blow blow us out of space. That means uh, Sarah needs to sign off on it before you make you build it. You can see that this does not sit well with Fleagreeb. She begins to shake her little goblin head like absolutely not until Goog like steps on her foot. Like, That'll be fine. Saren, Saren would wink if she could and say, I love explosions as much as the next engineer, but um, they are very dangerous in space when they result in uh, venting, venting all of our oxygen and then us into space. So uh, we need to make sure everything's running in ship shape. <laughs> Rattlesnarp laughs. Uh, and also Ballad loves explosions as well. So you're, oh, yeah. you're in good did company. You not, did you not see what I just did? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. I was watching from over there. Okay, well, uh, here's here's where the ship is. Uh, I expect you guys to get that engine there. Too sweet. Sound like a good plan? That sounds fine. Um, we can, uh, if we all work together, we can definitely fix the leak uh, once we get the drift engine started back up. Uh, and uh, we can probably resize it to fit a medium. Well, how big is your starship? Because if it's if it's any larger if it's any larger than say a medium size it's a standard ship. hammerhead, oh, we can install it and re- and retrofit it for a medium ship. Uh, it takes uh, uh, what do you what do you two think? Like three days, and they just the other two go like uh, flea flea grief is just like yeah yeah probably three. Of course, if you pay us a little bit, we might be persuaded to work harder. Ooh, right on cue, S comes over. What's this new crew? Fantastic. We have a fully stocked mess hall. Do you like tulaberry pie? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, we'll get along swimmingly. Miss Fanny just instantly just transfers um, 50 credits apiece for each one. Holy shit, that's Ooh, so much money for them. That's awesome. so much money. Their eye, like their little their little comms just beep beep with the new with the money transfer, and their eyes go even huger. And like they um, like they all three of them rush esque and hug esque around the legs. They're so excited with your offers of pie and money. And <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need in the universe? Uh, don't worry about taking the engine back. We got it here. We can get it to your ship. Uh, you got the keys? There's a keypad on the ship. It uses the code 67219. Got it. This is the guest passcode that locks down certain systems so they can't <laughs> just take off with our ship. <laughs> also, if you betray us, I'll um, completely incinerate you. Noted. Welcome you guys to Goo, and I will have you back. But if you betray us, and then just the eyes just like burn with uh, with fires of all the hells. Uh, yep. Wouldn't dare. Wouldn't think of it. Wasn't even thinking about it just now. Was definitely not thinking about it, you know, <laughs> now. And then he just immediately pops back to normal mode and goes, good. Can't wait to work with y'all. And just walks away. 
Uh, who is? Does anyone want to examine the drift engine a little closer before you take off? Uh, I remember Esk, you were saying that you were eyeballing stuff. Uh, oh yes, yes. So um, yeah, I want to. Uh, they want to be able to look into the phenomenon because again, they just uh, wish they had more time. So after yeah, after scanning the the elemental area. They do, um, S wants to move over to, you know, where the phenomenon occurred and go, uh, with their, their, their chemilizer. With their chemilizer? Yep. Okay. Do you have engineering? I do. You do, do, right? Okay. Yes. And, uh, Saren, you may aid if you want, if the two of you want to go over it together. Yeah. Uh, I got, uh, so that's a 19 plus six is a 25. And I rolled a 29 to aid. So. Oh, great. Well, yeah, the new super aid. Okay, so between the two of you, uh, as you're kind of going over this drift engine while Friday is haggling with the goblins about pay and about accommodations and intimidating the pants off them, you know, f- as far as they're joining uh, the crew goes, the two of you are going over the rest of the drift engine with a fine-tooth comb before the goblins haul it off to go back to your ship. And... Everything seems relatively in order. It seems a little banged up because it was dragged down here and then up onto the top of this uh, garbage heap. A little banged up, but not no, nothing in a way that should have caused that extra planar leak. And indeed, you can't really figure out exactly what may what actually caused that reaction outside of the fact that this is a drift engine and it, you know, its its job is to literally bridge the gap between planes of existence but you do find uh, a chemical burn that ate a hole in one of the engine manifolds Mm. and together with what you learned on the docks you are able to piece together that this was definitely intentional sabotage Mm. this does not happen as an accident or on its own. It would be pretty much impossible. Sabotage. And the edges <laughs> of the burn bears, because uh, Angel mentioned using a chemilizer, which I think is awesome. And your chemilizer picks up that there's a strange gummy residue around the edges of the burn. Are we able to do a further check to determine what that uh, residue is? Nope. Okay. Not a, you, you're not sure. Well, this is very strange. Jerry, can you go over these numbers? This, yes, this was intentional. My, my data supports the same conclusion. This sort of chemical burn doesn't happen naturally. Um, I wonder what someone would have to gain by sabotaging a ship full of insanely wealthy people. Are we perhaps going to yep. solve the mystery? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, sometimes they don't care if there's a bunch of casualties if you're uh, targeting one person. And it's a good way to cover up that you're assassinating one person if you kill a whole bunch of them at once. Oh, my. I'm just, that's one theory. There are many others, though, that could be possible. Valid, we need to talk at some point about your past. <laughs> Ooh, do we? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're right. We do. Maybe while we're here waiting for Fleegrebe and Goog to to get the engine installed, 
you know, we can go out and grab a bite to eat, just chat about I, things. And I would you know, love that. I heard the mall here has an excellent orange Julius. Did y'all? Oh, yeah. My sibling loves it. Um, did y'all know? Did I ever tell y'all about the time where I was kind of a pop star, but only a little bit? <laughs> Trailing off. <laughs> <laughs> As the four of you exit the the junk graveyard. I will quickly just remind you for potentially for stalling any uh, dinner plans. You have not secured the job yet. And you don't know who might el- who else might be gunning for it. Oh. You have not successfully gotten the shipment that you're even supposed to be taking out there let's uh let's go get that job yep let's go meet Rishay. okay so after cleaning up i assume because you are about to head down to the spike to go to a club uh you uh head down into the down low which is a neighborhood in the spike that's pretty poor to working class but is becoming somewhat gentrified these days as edgy but trendy clubs such as the revenant urge move in and you uh, you know you're walking down a fairly uh dimly lit corridor in the spike and you see the revenant urge come into view its aesthetic combines the haunting and the traditional with ultra modern and chic It resembles a macabre cathedral decorated with a towering spire at each corner, flying buttresses, pointed arches, and ornate columns of onyx and black marble all around the outside. The entrance is an oversized door of coppery metal framed by pillars of bone and adamantine and the rib bones of a giant undead beast. Above the door, a circular rose window made of holographic crystal projects the silhouette of the goddess Ergothoa, depicted as a woman with a skeletal lower half dancing with a scythe. And the arid odor of burning plastic and chemical solvents linger in the air as the door is open and the pulse of muffled bass throbs behind the door as you pass through. I am obsessed with Eoxian um, aesthetics. I've always said it. They're a bunch of, like, some of them are kind of freaks, but they have some good fashion. (laughs) They definitely have interesting taste, that's for sure. I've never been here all my time on the station. Oh, no, it looks looks badass. It's the smell that that gets to me. (laughs) You see his face, you see Friday's face just a little green, because that mixture of smells just seems to get get a little too... So the double door is open to a vaulted hall. There's seven floors with open balconies that overlook a crowded dance floor that you can see as you walk in. Uh, Gigantic speakers are blaring hypertronic sludge house. And floating above the crowds of dancers, undead dancers are whirling about in hover cages while brandishing bladed weapons or caressing dangerous animals. And the patrons themselves also mostly undead, are writhing and contorting to the music on the floor, illuminated by flashing strobe lights. And a few clubbers jump from bungee cords tethered to the upper floors, and their silhouettes are just bouncing in and out of view. And I want everyone to make me a perception check. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I do want to say Saren did put on on your party outfit before coming here. Oh, nice. <laughs> what is Saren's party outfit? Uh, so it's a uh, it involves a short skirt and crop top with nice. uh, with like those sci-fi rings 
around the um, oh nice yeah like the Jetson sci-fi rings so <laughs> Love that. nice 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 she looks phenomenal I got a, a 20 a 20 I got a 22 I got a 22 and a 15 so as you enter you're all pretty overwhelmed by all the sights I think Balin in particular is absolutely digging the vibe in oh, here yeah. But uh, you're not so impressed. All of you have been to impressive CD underworld clubs before. It is kind of, a, it's just something all of you have had cause to do at some point in your life. So you're not so distracted that you don't notice the feeling of eyes watching you. And the four of you look up just in time to see a robotic looking squawks, which is essentially a space raccoon fox, oh. uh, up on its hind legs staring at you. Hmm. Ain't seen one of you in a hot minute. As you address it, it turns on its heel and scampers through the crowd of undead revelers heading for the bar. And you see it reach the bar where it is picked up by a tall dragonkin with scales the same shade as Friday's skin, sweeping black horns. And he turns glowing yellow eyes towards the door, spots Friday and Saren, because they're the tallest uh, over sort of the, the writhing everybody crowd. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, you, you easily dwarf everybody else in that room, pretty much. And this dragon king opens his mouth in a big dragony grin, teeth gleaming, and waves you over towards him at the bar. Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And in the meantime, if you can't get enough of us, we also produce a second show, the Fantastic Worlds podcast based on the Reign of Winter adventure path for Pathfinder 1E. We also recommend connecting with our fantastic community on Discord and Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to access all of those on our website at fantasticworldspod.com. If you want to support us, we would really appreciate that. You can join our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash, get access to behind-the-scenes content for all of our shows, and a whole extra Pathfinder 2E podcast that we produce exclusively for our Patreon subscribers. If you don't have the funds on hand right now, but would still like to support us, you can always uh, you know, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, and leave us a, a rating and a review. We would really appreciate that. Uh, It's a free way to support the podcast and it helps us move up in the algorithm, the mystical, magical algorithm. Please help. We're all slaves to the algorithm. (laughs) Oh, Spotify, by the way, has recently added a rating ability. So please go to Spotify and rate us there on your mobile app only and rate us there. Uh, I'm Abby, your galactic mistress. You can find me at Bonanza Famine on Instagram or Twitter. This is Chief Engineer Saren Caceres, as played by Heidi Owens. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Vamahillion, that's V-A-M-I-H-I-L-I-O-N, or on Discord at Heidelon, uh, hashtag 5836. This is Angel. I can be reached at Espinoza916. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clink. This is your favorite cowboy, Friday Francisco, a.k.a. Dustin Alexander. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on the interwebs. If you enjoy the show, please do us a favor. Help spread the word to family and friends you think might enjoy the show as well. Uh, We're very enjoyable. We're very funny and cute and charming and pretty. 
And you should definitely tell your friends and family to listen to us. Uh, We'll see you next time. Far Beyond the Stars. Pew, pew. Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder Adventure Path Fly Free or Die is a trademark of Paizo. Copyright 2020. All Paizo content is used with permission.